and welcome to the Happy Yoga Podcast with me, your host, Joe Hutton. And in this podcast, we talk about all things yoga and all things to make your mind a happier place to live in. Let's get started. We're up to the fifth of the eight limbs of yoga from as outlined in the Yoga Sutras by Pantanjali. And this one is Pratyahara or withdrawal of the senses. So once you have done the restraints and the observations, you're able to play with your energy with pranayama and you're able to sit in a comfortable and steady space. Now we're at a point where we're wanting to start to withdraw the senses. Now, when we're talking about withdrawing the senses, it's very common to think that that means switching the senses off. But you can't do that. So if I was to ask you to close your eyes, you wouldn't stop seeing. You just would see the back of your eyelids. (laughs) Or if you're in a dark space, you're not seeing less. There's just not as much that you can see. I don't know if that makes sense, but if you're in a quiet space, you're not hearing less, you're just, there's just not as much to hear. And when we're withdrawing the senses, we're not trying to turn the senses off because we can't. So if you sit there and you think, I don't want to see anything, I don't want to see anything, I don't want to see anything, you're not going to be able to do that because that's not how our bodies or our minds work. Or if you try and sit there and try and be silent, you're not going to be able to find silence. So when we withdraw the senses, we're not trying to turn them off. Instead, what we're doing is we're, we're starting to be able to tune into the subtle. So at first, when you sit in silence, you may think that there is nothing to hear. But there is no such thing as true silence. As with John Cage's recording, when he recorded that silence, is it four minutes? I want to say four minutes. He recorded a piece of silence And when you listen to it, you're listening to that particular silence because every silence is obviously different. And there's no such thing as silence because even if you're sitting there, you're going to be able to hear maybe your heartbeat. You might hear slight rustlings outside. You might hear the sound of your breath. Like as long as you are alive, there is going to be things for your senses to be able to experience. So When we withdraw the senses, we're not trying to switch the senses off. We're becoming attuned to the subtle. And I think this is so important in today's day and age. Because most people are so overstimulated that they are not able to sit in a quiet space. Most people find quietness really intimidating simply because we are not attuned to it it's something that you have to grow used to you have to develop that skill of being able to sit in quiet space otherwise it can feel really really uncomfortable and if you think how noisy sensually stimulating our modern world is it's actually insane like we've got we've got electric lights on all the time we've got so much information being given to us 
all day every day and our brain loves this so our brain loves information and the more information you give it the more information that it wants so it's not like where you'll ever get to a point where your brain is like I've got enough information what will happen is once you give it some stimulation it wants more stimulation because your brain isn't designed to be in a place where it has easy access to all the stimulation all of the time so if you think the kind of stimulation that our brain is designed for like a beautiful sunset beautiful plants an exciting dance done but with vibrant costumes that isn't on the same level as the stimulation that our brain can have nowadays but yet it's the brain obviously doesn't know that what it's being given is unnatural because how would it know that it doesn't have an off switch because it never needed to evolve an off switch it's the same that we have with food our brain never developed an off switch when it comes to high calorie sugary fatty lovely cakes and biscuits and crisps because the high calorie, high sugar stuff that we would find in inverted commas in the wild is not the same as what we would have on the supermarket shelves now. So our brain never developed a a switch to say, oh, stop eating that or stop consuming that because it never needed to because it would have been pretty much impossible to overindulge on the stuff that was around when our brains evolved, if that makes sense. When we're sitting there on TikTok and we're watching 12 second video after 12 second video after 12 second video and we're getting dopamine hit after dopamine hit after dopamine hit, it's perfectly natural for us to not want to stop and just have more. But that doesn't mean that it's healthy for our brains. So we have to put in a mechanism. We have to consciously say, actually, I'm going to work on my ability to be bored because it's not healthy for my brain to have all this stimulation all of the time. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. So I find sitting still incredibly difficult. I find it so, 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 so difficult. But I also know if I don't do it, my brain never feels satisfied. So it's not as if I'm going to be stimulated and then I'm, that's going to make me feel better. The thing that makes me feel better is sitting still, but there is this like point of not pain, but there is an, a point of uncomfortableness that I have to go through in order to get to the point where my brain feels better. So if I was left to my own devices, I would just you know, spend my life on TikTok, I would spend my life watching the telly, I would spend my life on the internet, I would spend my life being overstimulated. But I know that when I do that, my brain is unhealthy and my brain becomes unhappy. So I have to really work against my natural desire to withdraw the senses and actually to take those distractions away so that my brain can settle again. And and actually what we discover when we're silent and when we close our eyes or we go to a quieter place is like I was saying before, it's not that there isn't stimulation there, it's just that the stimulation is very subtle. So it's being able to shift our attention and feel satisfied with that subtle stimulation rather than the big loud stimulation. And I'm sure we've all experienced this when we've been on holiday. Say you've gone camping. I think I was talking about this in another podcast, but I think it's quite an interesting thing to bring up again where you live in a city 
and you've been at work and you're used to all that stimulation and you go and you go camping for the week, for the first couple of days, you might find that there is a transition from being used to all that loudness to going to be able to sit in the silence of wherever you're camping. So say you're camping by a lake. And then over the couple of days, if you put your phone away and if you've, you know, you kind of transition into being able for that quietness to be enough and eventually by the time you go back into the city you've already got to that place where actually you can just sit and look out at the lake and that's enough stimulation for you and you don't feel bored because in looking at the lake there's loads of stuff to look at you can look at the birds you can look at the colors on the water you can look at the sky like there is stuff it's just it wasn't vibrant enough before for your brain to be able to lock onto it without feeling bored. It was like your brain wanted something bigger. And it's the same when we close our eyes. So if you sit with your eyes closed, some people really find sitting with their un- eyes closed uncomfortable. And that could possibly be just that their brain's not in that place. Or it could be down to neurodiversity or it could be past trauma. So don't force yourself to have your eyes closed if you don't want to. It's perfectly fine for you to look down towards the floor. I really don't like having my eyes closed. I find it makes me feel a bit travel sick if I'm not in the right space for it. But what I do find is that sometimes I'll start a session really not wanting to have my eyes closed. But by the end of the session, my brain's more in that place where I can tolerate having my eyes closed. So try not to label yourself as I like it or I don't like it. And that's the same with most things in yoga, actually. You might find that some of the things you like on some days and you don't like on other days. So if you don't like having your eyes closed, you don't have to. But maybe try every now and then for a couple of minutes and see see how it feels. But if you do sit with your eyes closed, it's start to notice your other senses as well. So we tend to be quite dominant with our sense of sight. You know, we are very aware of our other senses unconsciously, but consciously we spend a lot of time in our sense of sight and also in our sense of thought. I'm not sure if our thoughts count as a sense, but you know what I mean, like that part of our brain we spend a lot of time in our thoughts and we spend a lot of time in our sight and then it usually goes to hearing and then our taste and our smell and our sense of touch and our sense of temperature all of those things kind of happen after that so if you close your eyes to begin with you'll kind of tune into your sense of hearing and then if you are in a silent space you might start becoming aware of the other senses. So when we withdraw the senses, it's again, it's not so that we can stop having sensation. It's kind of a journey inwards so that we start becoming aware of other things that are going on for us. And we're not just completely in our sense of sight and our sense of thought and our sense of hearing. Because at any point, we, we will have other things going on as well. This is something that I do quite a lot in my yoga classes where I'll get people to become aware of their other senses. And it really does bring us out of just being in our thoughts all the time and kind of moves us into a more grounded place of being in the body. Because in the body, we're getting feedback all the time about our emotions, about how we feel. Sometimes our body knows things before our brain does. So... 
I know sometimes I can be doing meditation or yoga or, or just sitting and I can think, oh, my tummy feels a bit funny. And then I'll realise that I'm nervous and I didn't even know I was nervous or I can think, I, I can feel that I'm upset or I can feel that I'm really happy or excited. It, it goes the other way as well. I know I always talk about the negative, but it goes the other way as well. And it's like, oh, if I hadn't checked in with that, I wouldn't wouldn't have known because... I was so occupied with the external stuff. And again, I think I've said this before, but one of the reasons why I started a regular meditation practice was because I was becoming unable to sit without external distraction. So I would, even if I went to the toilet, I would need to read the back of a shampoo bottle. Or if I was sitting eating my breakfast, I would have to read the back of the cereal packet or... I would be on my phone constantly. I'm still am bad at that, to be fair. I thought, wait, this isn't right. Like, I should be able to sit for five minutes without this feeling of itchiness. And being still and silent does still feel uncomfortable to me, but I am used to that feeling of discomfort. So what I find in my practice and my experience is that I, I go through almost a standardized routine before I let myself settle down and this comes down this comes back to the fact so I was talking about this in the pranayama episode when I was talking about the nervous system is that your brain if it is in a state of stress if it's in that hyperarousal state, it's not going to want you to sit still because it thinks there's danger. So if there's danger around, the last thing it wants you to do is sit still and close your eyes because, well, that's a stupid thing to do if there's danger around because then you're going to be gobbled up by the tiger that's in the bush. But we know intellectually that there isn't any danger and that no tiger is going to get us. So when we sit down, I find that I have this standard almost... It's almost a script that my brain does every time. So I'll sit down, I'll feel almost itchy. My brain will go through a million reasons why I shouldn't be sitting still, why I shouldn't be sat there, all of the things I should do. I literally never iron my clothes. And yet, when I sit down to meditate, my brain always tells me that I should be ironing. It goes, you should be ironing your clothes. And I'm like... I'll just not, thanks. And it's almost funny now, now that I've been meditating for a really long time, I can see the things arise and I can be like, oh, that's funny because it's always the same. It's like it's trying to trick us into not meditating. And I don't even argue with it. I don't have a, I just go, oh, it's doing that. Okay, brain. And then without fail, every single time, it tells me that I haven't locked the door, my cats are all going to escape. And I used to get up and check my door and now I'm like okay I'm gonna let myself feel uncomfortable with that thought that I might have left the door open. I mean I might have left the door open but I'm just gonna sit with it and see what happens and without fail in about two minutes it goes away it feels like a really long uncomfortable two minutes but then it goes away it's really uncomfortable for the first 10 minutes and then I have a moment when my brain just like goes, no, do you know what? Fair enough, you win. <laughs> you can just settle down. And then afterwards, my brain is in such a different place. And all of the rushing around I was doing before 
just doesn't seem as important as it was. My brain is just in a different space. That idea of a head space, that is exactly what it is. You're in a different space in your head. So you react to the world in a completely different way. And that's because you're starting to get used to not having to have that external, loud distraction. So that is the fifth of the limbs, which is withdrawal of the senses and being able to sit without distraction. Thank you. The Happy Yoga Podcast was brought to you by me, Joe Hutton. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and you're always welcome to join the community. So follow the link in the show notes if you want to be part of the community. Bye.